five past eight, Racing HQ Saturday. Weather's the morning gate just flies along, and I'm sure it's the same for this man we're about to speak to, Chairman of Stewards, Mark Van Gestel. Good morning to you. Race morning, it just it rattles by from our end. What about you? No, it certainly goes pretty quickly, Richard. Um, plenty of things to do before we get to the track, so not looking forward to getting out there today and uh, what is a, a good race meeting. What are some of those things that uh, yourself and the panel are required to do before there's even a race? Oh, look, we're going through form, obviously, but, uh, you know, we've got 12 samples to select for the race meeting and uh, making sure that, um, you know, all emergencies are equipped with riders and uh, ensuring that, uh, you know, speaking with our track managers, uh, you know, checking in on the track conditions, etc. So there's always plenty to do. Recent stewards' reports uh, can be a, a wealth of information and future winners. Are there, are there a couple of horses today you'd like to highlight, Mark? Out of the first race, uh, number seven, extra approval from Ramick on the 3rd of September. It was a horse that we expected to race in an on-pace position, but it did um, jump quite awkwardly and, as a consequence, lost about three lengths at the start. And then over the concluding stages, when it was making good ground, um, did have to the rider did have to stop riding there and they became held up on heels. So got beaten about five lengths when finishing fourth to Opal Ridge, but um, it did have some excuses in that race. Uh, in race three, number eight, Rondina, I thought was also worth a mention from Rose Hill on the 27th of August. It form shows there, got beaten about eight lengths when it finished eighth behind Border King, but it did jump quite awkwardly and, and blundered at the start and uh, as a result of that, um, never really travelled throughout the event and uh, did appear to race in a disappointing manner but post-race it was found to have struck itself and um, the veterinary examination confirmed it had uh, overreached at the start and um, sustained a wound to its uh, near four heel bulb so had some excuses and one could bounce back from its last start and I thought in the um, run to the rose that number 11 in secret was worth a mention also from the silver shadow on the 20th of August finished second behind you gotcha beaten a length or so but it did uh, just jump a little awkwardly on that occasion. Then we spoke to James McDonald regarding his riding in the straight. He shifted out to uh, secure clear running in the better going. It just had um, difficulty obtaining some clear running near the 150 metres. Um, got out just soon after and um, it found the line quite strongly and uh, it's probably a little unlucky in that event. Good on you, Mark. We appreciate those comments and going through those reports. We'll see you trackside soon. Great. Thanks, Richard. Good on you, Mark Van Gessel, Chairman of Stewards. Always a good man to give us his time on a busy Saturday morning. Eight past eight, let's dive into the Sydney form. Rose Hill Gardens, the venue today. Do your form uh, for a soft five. Hopefully on the improving side, Ronnie, if the sun can appear and uh, warm things up. But keen to jump into a good meeting. Yeah, very keen. Uh, uh, get the market moves this morning and prices after scratchings and assess everything. Can we get a little treat after race one today with the champ galloping? Uh, nature Strip, he, he gallops after race one at Rosehill Gardens today. Another reason to get to the track. Brad Gray, good morning to you. Brad, what are your confidence levels like for Run to the Rose Day? Good morning. Good morning, fellas. They're always confident before the meeting, aren't they? Nothing lost there. Uh, early days, but such an intriguing day's racing. It is, I guess you could say, a moving day of sorts for a lot of these three-year-olds. Not dissimilar to a third round of a golf tournament or something. You see which three-year-olds really stand up as we go towards these bigger spring targets, and I think... Like the Golden Rose market at the moment probably tells you everything you need to know. It is wide open and you're just waiting for something to put their hand up. But four group races, I'd even suggest that there's as much interest across the benchmark racing today though because you've got the likes of Hammeron, Waterford, uh, two horses that have been trimmed up already this morning, uh, stepping out and potentially there two themselves that will be uh, in black type races themselves in no time. So yeah, it's a cracker right across the day. Very interesting. And one man that uh, the punters just want to get the better of come race 10 today is Glenn Munsey and his mates at the tab. Munz, good morning to you. 
Yes, good morning to you, Richard. Good morning to Ronnie. Good morning to Brad and all the listeners. Um, don't worry about it, Brad. It's the same colour money whether you're back a winner of a Benchmark 78 as you're back a winner of a group race. Absolutely. I think it's better. <laughs> how are you, Munz? Uh, great to be here, Richard. Yes, uh, looking forward to today. Uh, interesting to see how this track plays with the rail at five metres. Uh, We've been quite used to Rose Hill, you know, six and seven metres being on speed, up and in. Uh, but with... Um, that little bit of rain yesterday, and uh, it did firm up, though. The going stick went from uh, 9.1 to uh, 8.8, and the penno went from 5.39 to 5.3. So just uh, a little bit uh, uh, just a little bit of give in the track, probably, for the first couple of races. Let's get stuck in. Uh, 20 minutes to midday, we will have our, mi- uh, our highway to start proceedings, the Tab Highway. And uh, Munns, this week, a Class 3 at the 1,400 metres. Any kind of interest here with the punters? Yes, a um, bit of interest here. We'll start with Jalmari, who backs up uh, from last Saturday. A couple of uh, few horses uh, back up from last Saturday here today, and it's an $8 chance. We've got Zayru with the winkers on today is a $4.80 chance. That makes it favourite. Jeez, he must have some pull. Uh, Stevie Scollard, he's in the ownership here with Scotty Olsen and Dave Anderson, some of our track men around. Uh, this will be the fourth time that Zaru has run on a Saturday, and all four occasions the meeting has been at Kembla. Now, Stevie Scollard's the track manager at Gosford. He's also the starter at Newcastle. Dave Anderson's in the ownership, who's the track manager at Kembla. Poor old Dave's got to work every day Zaru's in, and Steve Scollard's at the races, prancing around. Uh, $4.80 favourite today, Zaru. We've got Absolute Trust is a $41 chance. Bailden at $9. Scarlet Prince is an $8.50 chance. If you think so, with the concussion plates on the front off at $26. Extra Approval at $15. Airliner is a $14 chance. Interesting man in the ownership there, John Vellis, uh, one of the bosses there at Tab and Sky. We've got Reboville is a $9 chance. Danza Dell at $14. Dark Satin is out, no deduction. Keen Contributor out, $0.04 cents a win and $0.05 cents a place. Woken with a Kiss is a $23 chance. How Good is Vegas out, no deduction. Bladnock is a $16 chance. Was a Man out, no deduction taken for it. Uh, Miss uh, Thatcher, who was scratched from a later race, runs here, is an $11 chance. King's Trust, Rachel King, your rider, at 17 Bella Broadway, out, no deduction. Matherin, out, no deduction. Uh, most popular runner here is Zaru, and already this morning, $4.60 out to 5 back into $4.80. Has doubled the investment on the second pick, which is Bailden, unchanged at the 9 Third pick would be Airliner. Uh, who's been 11 out to 14 since Wednesday. Next pick would be its stablemate, Dan Zadell, who's been 19 into 14 since Wednesday. And then we have, if you think so, for Jeremy Sylvester. I know you love these highway maps. Brad, what are you seeing? Oh, absolutely, I do. You know me too well, Haynes. A bit of speed coming across from wider draws, so I think it'll be busy enough in the first couple of hundred metres, and then they'll try and back it off. So you've got extra approval. It was a bit slow to begin, as Mark Van Gestel pointed to. Uh, any stewards report last, uh, I think there'll be more intent from that wide draw to come across and lead. Miss Thatcher potentially follows it across, and then you've got the likes of Scarlet Prince, and if you think so, trying to find spots, and Zaru and Reboville using their inside draws to sit pretty handy here, Duff. Yep, and possibly, if you think so, um, nice and fresh could go forward as well there. Yeah, a bit of a nightmare start for me. Um, I'm leaning, I think he's, I know he probably was flattered by a good ride the other day, Bailden, but I still think he might have more upside than most here. 
and nine dollars is probably uh, acceptable from that good draw with the claim again. So, just leaning his way. I think the dangers are rude just through consistency and the draw. Um, the one I'm looking for any market moves on is Miss Thatcher. Um, I thought she was excellent in both runs. Uh, she missed the start and was strong late at Kembler and then uh, just uh, long odds on favourite and got the job done with plenty up the sleeve last time. So uh, she might just have that X factor. We had a three-year-old filly win this race last week. Don't know whether she's got her talent, but um, she mightn't have to. And Scarlet Prince, um, I think he can... Uh, build from that win first up and won't be far away. Tricky start. Four two seventeen five. Two one seventeen and four. It's all falling into place for Zaru again to hold his level of form. I think that's all he has to do to be somewhere in the finish again after the claim of Dylan Gibbons going back up into class three company. He's only half a kilo above the minimum, so he sets up beautifully just to camp in behind the speed. The wink is gone for the first time, which could be significant. Just potentially see him just finish off his races better because he does learn like he's going to win and win quite well and maybe just has a little think there at the finish. But if they keep him on the straight and narrow, he's going to be very hard to beat. One, Jal Mari, who also been keeping a very close eye on this campaign. I think he is building towards something. I thought he was fantastic last Saturday at Randwick there uh, in the worst part of the going. He kept whacking away despite 61 kilos. He still might be a run off being at his peak. I think next time, mile, he's absolutely cherry right, but I don't want to miss him on the way through. 17, Miss Thatcher, for all the reasons that you mentioned, Darfa, she's lightly raised, she's got so much upside and she really put her rivals to the sword their last start, albeit as an odds-on favourite, uh, potentially she was entitled to, uh, but she can come on from that, and for Balladon, if you like Zaru, you have to like Balladon because there was very little between them last start, 2, 1, 17 and 4. Darren Flindell calls all the action at Race Hill Gardens today, he'll also be with us for Behind the Gates after 10 o'clock. One seventeen, two and eight for Darren in the highway. One Jaumari, seventeen Miss Thatcher, two Zaru, and eight Airliner. As we move on to the second race of the day here, Munns, and this is our midway this afternoon, and it'll be a benchmark seventy-two over the Rosehill Gardens twelve hundred metres. Yeah, we start with May Rose here for Johnny Sargent and Ellen Hennessy. She bounced back after having that uh, busted during the week. Ellen, she rode a winner yesterday at Goulburn. And uh, uh, May Rose today with the cross nose band off at $19. Black Duke, the visor on and the blinkers off now with Adam Duggan is a $7.50 chance. Darylina Bell, scratched from Doombin, runs here $4.40. That price makes it favourite. Cecilia at $21. Leave me some is out, no deduction. Bartoselli with the winkers off at $17. Concocted is a $14 chance. Kips Bay, $4.80. Eyewitness, scratched out of Brisbane, runs here at $7.50. McCormick for Tracy Bartley at $34. The stablemate Sabrenko, not there, no deduction. Kimberly Rain, a $26 chance. Rita May at $23. Verbeck, this date, Shuey Bowman, a half over. $26. Nipotino at 23 Russ Buss at 23 Scratched either or, no deduction. Scratch Cool Lad, it's running at Doombin, no deduction. We've got Too Good to Be True, waiting on a rider there at 23 And Departing Bullet, Tyler Schiller, Scratch from Kembler, runs here at $151. Uh, most popular runner here in the midway is Kips Bay. Now, he went up as much as $15.00. Uh, he got into a short as $4.60 yesterday. They put him up $5.50 again this morning, and it's $5.50 into $4.80, and most popular runner today. More than double the investment on its nearest rival, which is Black Duke. As much as $16 it, 
uh, eight into seven fifty so far this morning. They're the two best back runners in the race and the two best back runners this morning. Third pick would be Darylina Bell, and fourth pick would be Concocted. Where do the favourites find themselves here, Brad? Uh, just probably parked in behind the speed. Uh, Darylina Bell. Uh, you've got Kips Bay. Kips Bay is pretty versatile, uh, and the speed looks pretty genuine. Field of sixteen, and there'll be plenty happening in the first. Couple of hundred metres. Uh, you've got the likes of Bartoselli, Departing Bullet there. They've drawn a little bit wider. Rust Bus, Eyewitness, Cecilia, and Rita May have all got speed as well. So I imagine this is a pretty genuinely run midway, Duff. Yep, it looks. Uh, um, I'm really not interested. I like this race today. Um, Rachel King's the rider you're looking for, for too good to be true. Um, I, I like the race, but the prices are gone. The two I like. Black Duke, I, I like. I thought he's one of the value runners of the day. He's good, fresh. Uh, first up for a new stable, um, he's had his two trials, he's ready to go, and he's more than capable at midweek level, but uh, 750's well found now after, well I took $21, um, $22 in fact, uh, so I'm happy, but uh, Kips Bay's the danger and the market says that as well, uh, as Glenn said, $15 early on, um, but he... I thought he was very good winning first up at Gosford and some of that form last preparation, there's plenty of depth to it with multiple winners coming out of it and he, he is a big threat here. She's beautifully weighted after the claim here, Darylina Bell, just sucking up from that barrier one. She's right in the mix as well and don't be surprised if May Rose does something here second up. Two, eight, three and one. Yep, seen this race very similar. I've gone the way of Kips Bay though, eight, two, three, and nine. Uh, he was very impressive, wasn't he? Um, that was his first start for Nathan Doyle. First up, he put a field away. Yes, it was only a class one, but it was a pretty handy class one, and it was backed up on the clock as well. So he can only build off that. Um, he is versatile, so he'll just be able to park in behind the speed and get every possible chance. Two Black Duke for all the reasons that you mentioned. Uh, really good fresh horse. He's been an eye catcher himself in his barrier trials. First start today. Adam Duggan, all he has to do is reproduce what he did first up last campaign to be hard enough to beat. Three, Darylina Bell, victim of circumstances at her past couple. I know it doesn't look read much on paper, but two back she found herself in a race where there was no speed, so six was much better uh, than it does read. And fourth last start, she did herself no favours by half missing the start. So she won't want to do that today from barrier one, uh, but if she can weave a pass at the right time, we know she's going to be strong late. And nine, eyewitness. is going to have to absorb a bit of pressure on speed. I just think the 1,000 metres was a touch too sharp for her first up. Eight, two, three, and nine. Okay, the midway race two. And uh, Darren has gone with number three, Darylina Bell, to beat eight, Kips Bay, two, Black Duke, and one, Mayrose. Three, eight, two, and one for Darren in race number two. The Stayers Muns get their chance in race three, the Rambit Handicap, at benchmark 78 over the 2,400 metres. Yeah, and what has uh, become normal for these staying races, benchmark 78 worth 150,000. We get a lot of uh, interlopers from interstate. And um, we've got Saracen Knight here at the top. It's a $10 chance. Herman Hess, well, he's a regular visitor to Sydney at $11. Impulsar is our favourite at $3.20. Skymax, now blinkers on today, lugging bit on, the Hanoverian noseband on, but the cross noseband comes off. Laurie Parker looking to uh, switch him on at $81. Corncrake is out. It runs a doom. Two cents a win and one cent the place. First light. Now the earmuffs in the race go on. The earmuffs pre-race come off and it's an $8 chance. Uh, the Moonlight Gambler is out. Six cents a win and seven cents a place. Rondino uh, runs here, scratched out of the next race and it's a $16 chance. Oz Legend, here we are half over at this stage at nine fifty. Mon Felicity, James McDonald a half over at $3.40. Maricopa at 41 
Um, Lord DeSanimo, who broke back into the winner's stall on the midweeks at Warwick Farm, is a $14 chance. Not the busiest betting race of the day by any stretch of the imagination, but the favourite is Impulsar, um, and it is most popular runner by a $156 over Monfalisti. Now, this morning... Impulsar is three ten out to three twenty. Impulsar more popular than uh, sorry, Monfalisti more popular than Impulsar, and she stayed three dollars forty. Uh, she's the second pick. Third pick is Oz Legend, and fourth pick would be First Light. How do they sort themselves out here, Brad? I imagine Herman Hess leads the field. You've got Impulsa not far away, Saracen Knight coming across from a wider draw, and that just leaves Lord DeCenimo, First Light, and Mon Felicity to take the trail in behind that trio. I think she gets a lovely camp on this on the three stable mates here, Mon Felicity. Uh, she's had a run at a mile and a half now. She was just out slogged the other day, going 1,800 to 24. Uh, McDonald takes over. She's hard to beat. Um, first Light uh, minds his own business from that uh, inner draw. And uh, if he relaxes, is, is certainly uh, a threat here. Of the others, three in Pulsar, hard to knock, uh, winning three or four in Australia. And I'll throw in nine on Oz Legend, who's just been work in progress and up to his right distance now, also from a better draw. Ten, six, three and nine. Yeah, I'm in his corner, 9, Oz Legend. I've gone 9, 10, 3 and 6. I've just been waiting, waiting, waiting for this horse to get 2,400 metres. And I do concede that... He has to run a new peak uh, to beat this field, but I think he sets up to do exactly that. I like that Born a Legend form. Yes, he was beaten seven lengths, but I thought the best part of his race was that last 100 metres. So if Huey can use that draw to be a little bit closer today, I think that makes him very dangerous. 10, Mon Felicity. She sets up beautifully. Impossible to knock. Uh, finds James McDonald. Gets in well at the weights. Just parks in behind the speed. No excuses now that she's had that 2,400 metre grounding run. At three, Impulsa. Well, his record speaks for itself, winning four of his six starts and six first light. Also looks well set up out to the 2,400 metres, coming through that same Borna King reference. Nine, ten, three and six. Okay, stayers here for race number three on the day. And our call, or caller Darren Flindell likes number 10, Mon Felicity, to beat three Impulsa, nine Oz Legend, and number six First Light. So it's 10, 3, 9 and 6 for Darren in race number three. Working our way through Run to the Rose Day here at Rose Hill Gardens. If you've just joined us, we're up to race number four on the program. This is the Download the Tab app. Upgraded Tab app, I believe. A benchmark 78 here in Munns. And they're going over the 1,800 metres for race four. Yes, uh, an all-new and improved uh, tab app on your way to uh, all of our customers. And then just back in that previous race, Herman Hess is 14 into 11 this morning off no money whatsoever. So that's an interesting trim up. So let's go to the market for race four. We start with Fun Fact, who's an $11 chance. Opacity on the backup from last Saturday at 15. Fifth position is a $13 chance. Casino Kid is out. It's in the Dubbo Cup tomorrow. Four cents a win and five cents to place the deduction there. Hammer-on's our favourite at $2.10. Head of State out, no deduction. Colino at five, more than number one with the pads on the front at $11. Bazooka, and there's a horse going around in New Zealand at 20 past 10 this morning called Bazooka as well. It's a $19 chance. Tarns Prince with a lugging bit on and a tongue tie on at $151. Highland Rocker at $61. Our next runner is Pink Ivory. And she is at $10. Deal with me at 34 And Rondino Scratch runs in the previous. Three cents a win and two cents the place. Uh, easily best supported runner here at Hammer-On. Uh, 40% of the total investment on the race on it. And is two, 230, 220 
uh, into 210 this morning and has been supported and roughly 20% of the total investment has come for it today. Second pick is Pink Ivory and with the favourite firming, it's 950 out to 10 this morning. Third pick is more than number one, so it'll be scratched from Dubbo tomorrow. It's been 10 out to 11 this morning with the favourite firming. And next pick after that would be one out of the market there. Deal with me, 41 into 34 today. Gee, fa- uh, favourite just cruises around behind them. Brad, what happens here? Yeah, the punters haven't missed him though, have they? $2.10, we're getting into a skinny price now, but he gets a lovely spot on the map. And obviously a lot of people have identified that. It looks the most straightforward map of the day, dare I suggest. Fun fact leads, hammer on finds, fun facts backs, and probably Colino uh, can just be the next one in the line. Outside of that, there's a lot of horses here that just like to find their feet. Yeah, he looks an nice horse, doesn't he? He's only had the five starts, so he lacks a little bit of experience against a few old hardheads here, but I think he's up to the task. Even with his 59 kilos, He's a, he was quite dominant winning at Canterbury there, at Kensington, sorry, first up. Cognac's won since, and he's definitely up to the class right. I thought he was the better of the day. Um, his stable mate, Kalina, is going well, but he's up to 1,800 metres now. Fun fact, could be very dangerous from the front here if, if he gets into his rhythm and uh, certainly 1800 does suit him second up and best of the rest is 12 pink ivory who appears to have come up well judging by that first up run and she can stay um, I think he picks himself 5, 7, 1 and 12 yeah, not too dissimilar for me 5, 1, 12 and 7, 5 hammer on it's easy to forget that he's only had 5 starts so we haven't seen his ceiling yet. Uh, his first up effort was fantastic. I thought he was the winner there a long way from home, and that flag, he was a horse that was just going to charge through the grade. So a perfect little setup here for him to continue winning. Uh, and who knows where he ends up in, in terms of the carnival. I did see he's $51 into $26 for the Metrop. Does that come too soon, potentially? Uh, but follow him through the grades, and you'll be well served. One fun fact, if they do leave him alone out in front, uh, he could give some cheek here. Dylan Gibbons got a ride on him last start. Probably found out that he's a horse that doesn't have a change-up of gears. He just builds and builds and builds. And I thought he did more than enough there first up to suggest that he's come back well. Dry track suits. Uh, so Bjorn Baker will believe that we missed that overnight rain. 12 pink ivory. Doesn't get the ideal setup here in terms of 1,800 metres and a lack of speed on paper. But she was fantastic first up, really hitting the line. So might be half a run short being off her peak, but watch for her late. And 7 Colino is Mr. Consistency at this level. 5-1, 12 and 7. Okay, good progressive horse he is, and we'll see uh, if Darren's with him as well. He's not. He's gone a little upset here, Darren. Race four, number 12, Pink Ivory on top to beat. Five hammer on, seven Kalino, and one fun fact. 12, five, seven, one for Darren in race four. Race five, we go to at Rosehill Gardens today, is the Greg Davis handicap. It Munns a good little benchmark 88 here at the 1,100 metres. Yeah, and Greg Davis has this race named after him. Uh, the ATC had a competition for Father's Day. You had to write in and uh, uh, say why you should uh, get a race named after your dad. And I think Greg's daughter has wrote in to uh, the Australian Turf Club. So Greg will be a guest of honour there today. And the race named after him here, race number five. So a good promotion there from the ATC. And hope you're back a winner, Greg. Uh, Mossman Gorge won't be there, though. And the deduction is two cents a win and nothing the place. Remark? Well, he's back two stone lighter today. Uh, no undercarry. He's a gelding, uh, $4.20. Shakiro 
is uh, a $26 chance with the blinkers off. Heresy is a $7 chance. Bacchanalia at $5. Clemenceau, stablemate to remark, our favourite, at $3. Minsk Moment at $16. Tri-State is an $8.50 chance. Liberty Sun with the blinkers on at $71. Starman is out. Three cents a win and three cents a place. Van Geers on its last chance, according to Byrne, with the blinkers on and the tongue-tie on at 41 And Burning Crown is a $41 chance. Best supported runner here is Clemenceau. Did go up a $5.50 chance in this race here and has firmed every single day. $5.50, $3.60, $3.50, $3.10 earlier this morning. Now a $3 chance and about one-sixth of what's been invested on it has come this morning to make it $3.10 into $3. Four times as popular are its nearest rival. Uh, that is Tri-State off a best of $10. Third pick would be Remark. Uh, 4.40, got into as short as 3.90, went back to 4.20, into 4, and 4 out to 4.20 this morning. There your top three, and fourth pick is Bacchanalia, who's been 4.60 out to 5 this morning after going up favourite on Wednesday. Speed-wise, Brad, there's a bit of it here. What are you seeing? Yeah, I've got Tri-State leading. Bacchanalia coming across and sitting on its shoulder. Clemenceau, he's popular because he's the map horse in the race. He gets every possible chance. And Burning Crown has the speed to muster from Barry One to be prominent. Now, Remark is the one that I guess is up for a little bit of debate. I've got him going a lot further back than some maps. I don't know how you read him here, Duff. Yeah, I didn't know what to think of him um, as far as what happens uh, with his with his pattern here. I can't see him dragging right back, though. Um I'm very interested in the two stable mates here and um, especially yard and late market moves. Early market moves suggest it's Clemenceau, uh, but that is not set in concrete yet. Uh, that might be just the mappers. So um, I want to get a feel from at this stage Clemenceau on top just because of that map. Uh, a good test for him today. He's got a good record. He's been well placed. Trials are good enough. Uh, it appears, it appears that Maybe Pike, um, well, you know, he, he, he's probably on the P for the stable, but that's not set in concrete. Remark does interest me a lot. Um, he's always been one of mine, and he was a real cult. And, you know, I was thinking he was a golden slipper horse at one stage of his year. So let's just see first up as a gilding. Uh, hearsay, uh, uh, well, Heresi, um Probably a touch short, but she does have last look at him if the, if the pattern goes that way. And Bacchanalia's got work to do from the draw. Probably would have been top pick with barriers one, two or three, but um, certainly goes in the mix. Six, two, four and five. Yeah, I'm going to throw Tri-State into the mix here. I like what he did there first up. Uh, in the context of being 42 weeks between runs, that was behind Shades of Rose. He just overdid it. So if that knocks the freshness out of him... and he can get any control here. I think he's going to be hard enough to chase down. You go back 12 months ago, and he was only beaten a couple of lengths by Home Affairs and Pulele in the Heritage uh, over this same track and trip. So happy to gamble on him running a race here at around $9, $10 for Heresy. We go back to first up last preparation in the Group 2 Lightfingers and run a luckless fifth there in a very deep race behind Fangirl, Espiona and Jamea. So I tend to agree with Duff in that 1,100 metres probably as short as she wants it, but a soft draw negates that to some extent. Six, Clemenceau, certainly no knock. I think he's getting skinny enough in a competitive race, uh, but his record speaks for itself and he does map to get every possible chance in the run. And two, Remark, really keen to see what he can do back as a gelding. Eight, four, six and two. 
Darren's numbers here and a good benchmark 88. Darren Flindell is with number six, Clemenceau, one of his best of the day. Uh, six, Clemenceau, hard to beat from two, Remark. Five, Bacchanalia, and eight, Tri-State. Six, two, five, and eight. Let's get stuck into our features this afternoon. The first of those is race six at Rosehill Gardens, the Schweppes, Ming, Dynasty Quality. Nice group of three-year-olds here, Munns, group three, 1,400 metres. Yeah, and uh, quite a few of them... Uh potentially going on to the Golden Rose. You may have missed it uh, Thursday night, Richard. Golden Path's back, uh, 9 o'clock of a Thursday night. I hadn't night heard. With, uh, with Ron <laughs> and uh, Brad and myself, uh, but uh, catch it each and every Thursday night as we look through to the Golden Rose, the Golden Eagle and the Golden Gift. Uh, let's have a look at the uh, Ming Dynasty here now. Williamsburg is a $41 chance. We've got Rise of the Masses with a tongue-tie on at $15. Brosnan is a $14 pop. Basquiat, uh, James McDonald, one kilo over here, with the blinkers on at $11. Golden Mile is the $3.40 favourite. Ringmaster, out no deduction. Grace's Secret, out no deduction. Magic, Chad Schofield, a half kilo over. Blinkers on, winkers off at $19. Flag of Honour is a $13 chance. Ossipinko, not there. 10 cents a win and 10 cents a place. Zoo Tiger at $4.40. Conqueror. Now, he was a late scratching the last time he came to the races at Rose Hill uh, since. They've put a barrier blanket on, a lugging bit on, and the earmuffs go on pre-race, and he has trialled since that day, and he is a $4.80 chance. Northern Beach is out, 2 cents a win and 3 cents a place. Machilate is a $14 chance. My Truth out, and no deduction taken for it. Manzois, Kathy O'Hara, your rider there at $34. And Miss Thatcher out, runs in the highway. And no deduction for it. Uh, most popular runner here is Zoo Tiger. Exactly a quarter of the investment on the race. Uh, as much as $8 Monday, um, $4 yesterday, Ossipenko came out and it got out. And it's 4 out to 440 uh, It was 460 uh, As much as 460 last night. Um, when uh, the boys did form line extra, uh, Chris Root's very keen on Zoo Tiger. It was four dollars sixty. They did say it was three dollars, but that was wrong. It was four dollars sixty. Uh, Conqueror is the second pick with just on half as much as Zoo Tiger. Third pick is Golden Gate, and fourth pick would be where now? We'd look back to Basquiat. Uh, racing and sports will show our central viewers the speed map. Is there much speed here, Brad? Well, my truth, I think, is a pretty significant scratching. I know there's no deduction, and he was one of the rank outsiders, but it just changes the complexion of the race, especially uh, in that first part. So I think they can find their positions a little bit sooner than what they would potentially with my truth in the race. So you've got Rise of the Masses going forward. Zoo Tiger comes across. He's got natural gate speed. And outside of that, maybe Machilate can hold a spot. Basquiat, not too far away. And Golden Mile uh, can park up a touch closer from a low draw here, Duff. Yeah, I think Concrete can you know, park up a bit closer. You know, Chris Waller inside draws. Um, yep. I think uh, he'll be intent on, with, especially with 53, uh, on a clean getaway and, and probably, um, well, being at least across Golden Mile. Uh, so we'll just leave that tactical thing to Pike and how, how the horse jumps with that barrier blanket on today. You know, you know what? I, I reckon you've hit the nail right on the head uh, with the scratching of my truth here. Um, I thought he was going to be a real pest to Zoo Tiger. Um, I thought Zoo Tiger might get across Rose the Masses and then my truth might lock his jaw like he did the other day and just put, put that little bit more pressure on Zoo Tiger than, um, than you'd want. So 
In saying that, I still want to be with Conqueror here. Um, I, I don't think we can sack him off what was her, that first up run where uh, was just backfired a little bit, I reckon. Being just a little bit too fresh at the 1400, they rode him negative. He was set probably an impossible task, even though he leaned to win at one stage. So he's had two trials since that run. They've messed around trying to get him right in the barriers. Um, Four dollars eighty, you know, like please. Um, I think it's probably forced to back him. Um, you know, he was rock hard in the market when he was scratched the other day against what I thought was a good thing. So it was scary the market to me um, last start when he was scratched. Uh, that was telling me that he's in order. Uh, look, Zoo Tiger is very hard to beat now um, with the controlling and style and substance and upside. Uh, wasn't a strong race he won the other day. Uh, but he did it and he looked good, he moved nicely Golden Mile, yep he overachieved first up, no knock at all except for the price and Brosnan is the upset horse uh, if any, along with Flag of Honour but I think he wanted more speed up front 12, 11, 5 and 3 11, 5, 12 and 14 for me, I've gone the way of Zoo Tiger, he can spear across, he can do it at both ends yeah, he didn't beat a lot there first up did he, I do concede that, but he did it in really good style, I love the way that he quickened, and I think he's pretty sharp. So in a race where a lot of horses have got grand finals as we get towards 16 and 2,000 metres, uh, that really comes in handy, particularly with that racing style of getting himself right there on top of the speed. Five, Golden Mile. He was great first up. Uh, he couldn't reel in Kaboo. No Kaboo here to worry about. So if he builds off that, and you think he only can, uh, that makes him hard to beat, as the market does suggest. Twelve, Conqueror. Funny to say that he very well could be the forgotten horse here given he was all the rage uh, as we march towards big spring features. But he's here to, to make a bit of a statement. And 14, Machalate. Thought he did a really good job at the midweek. So he was flushed out wide before the turn. He was left a, a sitting shot, but he just kept finding the line. So dropped six kilos from that. Little freshen up since and a tick over trial. Uh, and barrier one doesn't hurt either. 11, 5, 12 and 14. Okay, good race, isn't it? And um, Darren Flindell's numbers here for race number six. He's with number five, Golden Mile to beat 11, Zoo Tiger. Four Basquiar and 12 Conqueror. 5, 11, 4 and 12 for Darren in race 6 at Rose Hill Gardens today. 24-hour fall cover for 24 hours a day peace of mind. No access on life-saving surgery claims. Agreed value, fall rate guarantee and the optional extended fall policy until 2024. Yielding sales with all the guaranteed renewal, a clause pioneered by HQ. Visit hqinsurance.com.au for more information. Be sure, insure with HQ. Almost 20 minutes to wait on a Saturday morning. We'll take a break. On the other side, Ron, Brad and Duff will break down the three Group 2s from Rose Hill Gardens. It's on the game. The renowned Big Sports Breakfast Grand Final Lunch. This year, Clarkie, Loz, Jamie and yours truly, Jared Middleton, are heading to the Grand Pavilion at Rose Hill Racecourse, Wednesday, September 28th, where the midweek Rose Hill races will be in full swing. Don't miss an afternoon of big laughs, good food and even better company as you mingle with NRL and racing royalty. And of course, you may even get a winner or two with help from our Sky Racing tipsters. Plus, we'll preview Saturday Tab Epsom Day. Get your tickets now at Australian Turf Club. .com.au 
A Marcus Oldham Diploma of Equine Management can lead to meaningful and rewarding careers, both domestically and worldwide. Marcus Oldham's close links with industry and international relationships, which include study tours and work placements, provides graduates with the unique opportunity to secure equine careers across various disciplines, including horse health, marketing and business management. Turn your passion into a profession with a Diploma of Equine Management and visit marcusoldham.vic.edu.au. The days are getting longer, the nights are getting warmer. Spring racing has arrived. This year, Queensland takes centre stage for six thrilling weeks of spring racing action. Check out everything you need to know at racingqueensland.com.au. Queensland is racing. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help 1800 858 858. At Drummond Golf, we understand your passion. Nice roll. And that's because every Drummond Golf store is owned and run by a local who loves the game as much as you do. Yeah, it's come off the face really well. Someone who knows where you play and what you need. Oh yeah, looking good. With Australia's biggest range and expert knowledge. Great. Now let's try that putter with this grip. So if you want to improve your game, see a local expert at Drummond Golf. HQ Insurance gives you peace of mind with 24-hour fall cover and no excess on life-saving surgery claims, plus optional extended fall policy until the 2024 yearling sales. Visit hqinsurance.com.au for more information. Be sure, insure with HQ. Racing HQ, brought to you by Tabs The Lock. Activate to get Tabs' best starting price, guaranteed. And HQ Insurance, be sure, insure with HQ. TNC Supply, gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help, 1-800-858-858. Welcome back. Make sure you're tuning in to Sky Thoroughbred Central at about five past three today, and they'll be in the yard for the Furphy Run to the Rose. Race seven here, Rose Hill Gardens, Munns. Set weights plus penalties, three-year-olds at group two level. What's the market doing? Right, let's have a look at this market, Richard, for race number seven. And we have... Best of Bordeaux, a $3.50 chance, and that price makes it favourite. So Jardin at $8.50. Swiss Exile is a $10 chance. Promito at $34. Natuno at $5. Sweet Ride is a $16 chance. Fireburn, the Golden Slipper winner, returning at $6.50. Political Debate at 18 Spacewalk is a scratching. Four cents a win and four cents a place. Buenos Noches uh, runs in Melbourne is out. Two cents a win and nothing. The place and in secret is a $5 chance. Uh, most popular runner is actually in secret here. As much as $11 all in, $8 final field has been, uh, well, affirmed eight five fifty five four eighty four eighty back out to 5 this morning and is the most popular runner. Second pick would be the slipper winner in Fireburn. Uh, she went up the favourite all in at $4.50, $6 on Wednesday, uh, now at her best all week of six fifty. She's $4 ahead of Sweet Ride, who's the next pick. And then we'd go to Sir Jardin. Speed map here, Brad. Best of Bordeaux. Heard from Casey this morning. Think we're going to see him out there rolling today. Yep, there'll be no market around here. Handlebars down from the outset with Best of Bordeaux. Swiss Exile, he's a keen going horse. He'll keep him company out in front. Natuno lands into a lovely spot here. And the same can be said for Sweet Ride. Intriguing race where there'll be lots of differing opinions. I'm with Natuno. Um, I think he did enough first up this Queenslander. He was unbeaten prior. 
and uh, I just think he, he, the way he paraded the other day, he's he's um, in really good shape. Uh, I'm, I've had something on Prometo here. Might be going off one run too early, but uh, I think he is a forgotten horse here. He beautiful horse wasn't ready first up. He's got lengths of improvement to come. Twelve hundred suits him much much better, and I think he's a real knockout chance here. The Bolter, um, Sir Jarden, um, he's a good colt, and they're, they're, the positive reports from the stable are strong, and in secret. Gets the charm run here. That form has been Frankfurt since the Silver Shadow, and the Phillies were dominant um, as two-year-olds. And who's, we get a good look to see if they're going to be uh, shaping up here today with obviously uh, these Phillies here uh, as well with uh, um, in secret here and Fireburn. Five four two eleven. No knock on Best of Bordeaux other than the price and the inconclusive run first up. I've gone eleven one two and five. I worked backwards pretty much in this race, so. I was looking over the Colts form and I was left scratching my head through the Rosebud and the San Domenico. I didn't know which way to go. And then you've got these first uppers uh, in the case of Sajard and he's going to give them all a head start. Will political debate be ready? 1,200 metres first up and Fireburn. I've no idea how to assess her. So I've gone the way of in secret and I'm building in confidence too that she can run a race here. I've always held her in high regard and like a lot of punters, uh, her two-year-old form was fantastic. I don't think she lost too many Myra is there first up despite being beaten. Uh, that was behind Zoo Gotcha. As Duff mentioned, the form through that race has been frank. She gets a lovely draw today. A drier track and scratch from Saturday. Uh, she'll be coiled up just in behind the speed here. And I'm convinced that she'll be in the finish. One best of Bordeaux. Well, hopefully we see the two-year-old version of best of Bordeaux where that sustained speed is very much his asset. Two, Sajardin, get back, run home. Uh, there's every chance that he's the eye catcher. Coming through this race, and five, Natuno, the map runner. 11-1, 2 and 5. Darren's numbers here for the run to the rose, and as we tell our, our, lis our listeners and viewers here, 3, 5, 7, 11. Ronnie, political debate, would he be a total shock to win this? No, he's a good horse. Um, we'll, he's just looked a little dour at the trials, maybe looking for further. Uh, but he was my horse to follow from the winter. And he's just given me no guide <laughs> with his trials and what. And he's, he, I think he galloped between races last week, and he he just looked lackadaisical, he lay back sort of a cult. So now he might be just a racehorse, and I think all eyes are on him today. But more so for next after today. Three, five, seven, eleven. Darren's with Swiss Exile to beat Natuno, Fireburn, and in secret. So Swiss Exile, good odds there for Darren in the run to the Rose. It's got a race number eight at Rose Hill today. This is the Fujitsu General Theo Mark Stakes Munns, a Group Two, as we well know, over the thirteen hundred metres. Yeah, and a crowd favourite, Special K's back at the races today, Kementari, and he's a nine dollar fifty chance. Colding at twenty one dollars. Ellsberg is a four dollar pop. Mr Mozart, our favourite at three. Cuckoo at 19 Big Boy Roy at $26. Rustic Steel is a $13 chance. Brutality out. One cent the winner, nothing to place. A Tissue at $16. Jamea at $7.50. Tycoonist is a $23 chance. Prime Candidate. Now, Dylan Gibbons has lowered his riding weight to 53 kilos for today only and will ride Prime Candidate at 53 kilos and it is a $9.50 chance. Chatters out, runs in Melbourne, no deduction and four home two is a scratching. Uh, most popular runner here is Ellsberg, but interesting to note um, the last 24 hours, $384, and that $390 to $4 has come this morning. Uh, it's about a third more popular than Mr. Mozart. 
who's been $3.40 since Thursday. Um, they're clearly ahead of Kemantari now, the third pick, and he's 11 10 9 50, uh, overnight. And fourth pick would be Jamea, uh, who's been $7.50 for a couple of days now. Favourites drawn to get the right runs here, Brad. What do you say? Yeah, they are. Uh, prime candidate will use that race fitness uh, and low draw to, to put himself right on top of the speed. We know he likes to roll along out in front. Ellsberg and Mr Mozart, they'll sort themselves out. One will just park in behind, one will settle outside the lead. Then you've got the likes of Big Boy Roy and Colding just parking in behind. But good to see Kemantari get a bit of support and get a bit of respect after they were betting, what, $12, $13 here, Duff. Yeah, exactly. How dare they? Um, <laughs> look, I'm keen on Mr Mozart. Uh, some may say, well, well this track, drying track's going to be against him. I'm not so much in that corner. He's, his two trials are great. Uh, look, I just love the way he went out with a bang. The far lap, the Doncaster Prelude, the Hawkesbury Guineas. Um, yep, he's a really nice horse and he's got a, um, an up-and-coming horse's record too. 12 starts, 5 wins and the way he trialled, ambling past them late there the other day, I was very impressed, even though it was on a wet track. I think he'll win. I think Kementari is the horse I'm wary of. You know, he did beat Count Rupi first up last preparation in the Hallmark and there are, sounds, James sounds pretty positive that he's got him in nice shape. Uh, Ellsberg, how can you knock him? He's just a, a real punter's favourite uh, who you can rely on. And I'll throw in 10 Jamea with her customarily uh, big sectionals late here. A couple of other queries here, I must say. You know, a tissue and prime candidate. He's um, the drier this track gets, the more hope he's got. Four, one, three, and 10. Yeah, they look for four key chances, and that's the way I've gone as well. But I've got Ellsberg on top, three, one, four, and 10. The thing that jumps off the page when assessing the chances of Ellsberg is just that first up record. Uh, he is ready to go. Four from four. On the fresh side, he loves Rose Hill, 1,300 metres. Seems to be right that right in that sweet spot distance range for him. And he maps beautifully, so all he has to do is reproduce what he's done first up in the past to be very hard to beat. One, Kemantari. He's still a little bit of overs, I think, at $9.50. Now, Duff, you mentioned that he won first up last prep and then he beat Counter Rupee in Big Parade, and he did. And he was a $6 chance there. And here he's $9.50, similar weight, similar field, dare I say. And... I think the sting out of the ground is perfect. So there's still a little bit of value in that price. For Mr. Mozart, uh, no knock whatsoever from me. I think he is very much a horse that can keep progressing. Sting out of the ground suits. Uh, he was a revelation at the back end of last prep when they started to put him put him right on top of the speed. And 10, Jamea. If these leaders overdo it, she'll be the one screaming home at the end. 3, 1, 4 and 10. Uh, Ronnie, what would you tell people that want to have something on Kiku here? Yeah, a hard one. A hard one for me. She's um, she's only had one trial, uh, but she does have that you know residual Queensland fitness on her back. So I just think of the typical of the stable barrier fourteen first up negative run on, and you know if it, it all unfolds for her, she's she's a, she's a good bear. But I don't know whether there's there's going to be a lot of intent today, considering she might be uh, looking at other races. Okay, four, three, ten, one for Darren here. Four, Mr. Mozart. Three, Ellsberg. Ten, Jamea. One, Kemantari. Four, three, ten, and one for Darren in race eight. Race nine, we get to now. This is the irresistible pool. Shirako stakes here. Mun set weights and penalties. Group two, the Phillies and Mares over the 1,200 metres. Yeah, starting with, well, a group one winner in Star Tontes resuming today, and she is a $16 chance. Bella Nipotina not there. Nine cents a winner, nine cents a place. Electric Girl at 19. Palaya Pan is a $19 chance. Fatus 
at $13. Espiona, $3.30. Tycoon Evie at $34. My Whisper is a $10 chance. It's me. She's in the cosy again at $14. Good luck to the people of Glen Innes that have secured It's Me there. One of two runners for Cav. That Aldi stable's going all right. Uh, Shades of Rose, $2.80 and favourite. Papali at $61. Sky Command is an $18 chance. And Sneaky Page at $34. Most popular runner here is Shades of Rose. And this race, will, this market will be heavily determined by track pattern. Um, well, she was 310 with Bella Nipotina in the race. She's gone 290, 280 this morning outside of that. Uh, she's just under double the investment on Espiona, uh, who was 340 with Bella Nipotina there, 320 to 330 since the scratching. And there's also some money for Sky Command, uh, who was 18, in, well, 21 into 18 with the scratching, into 17 back to 18. And they're clearly ahead of the rest of the field. And Brad, if anyone missed Bjorn this morning, what did he say? It's, uh, she's certainly up in great here, Shades of Rose. But physically, she's as good as she's been any time all prep. Good race. Yeah, music to the ears, though, punters that like her today to suggest that she's training on, if anything. And that's the spoil she's going on, isn't it? The upward trajectory. So as far as a map goes, she's not going to be far away. Uh, the wide draw probably suits her. Just allows Rachel King plenty of time to come across Sky Command. Uh, we'll be there on speed with her. Then you could probably think Electric Girl, even though uh, 1,200 metres, probably short of her best at the moment. She's more of a 1,400 metre horse, can use that draw to park in behind the speed. And the same can be said for Sneaky Page. Where does Espiona find herself? Well, I guess that's the query in itself, isn't it? Probably somewhere midfield. Yeah, that is a query. I just don't know where she maps here, but I'll leave that to McDonald's. I'm looking forward, really looking forward to this race. I think it's a, a, a very interesting contest here we've got. I'm with Espiona. I think they've been keeping their powder dry. She's been seems like she's been up a while, but only one trial to keep her mad fresh. Maybe training her like a sprinter uh, this time in. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. We'll let her tell the, answer that question today. Uh, but if she can explode, you know, she was obviously good first up in the Light Fingers last preparation, where she was obviously a dollar fifty chance. But I think she's good enough fresh. Uh, we know she's got quality. She set herself up uh, as a good filly in the spring at this time last year, and had a bit of a wishy-washy prep last preparation with not knowing whether to run on wet tracks or not. Um, yeah, I've got to be with her. I think she's pretty good. My whisper, boy. Um, I don't know what to think of her, but her trial says yes that she'll sprint well fresh. Uh, no knock at all on Shades of Rose. Big ask for her today, uh, but. Uh, when she she ticked the 1200 meter box with style the other day and sky command is a really good roughie here she whacks herself straight on the speed and i thought she was tough the other day six eight ten and twelve intriguing race it sure is i've gone the way of shades of rose just on the basis that she's fit flying on an upward trend and she's got that tactical speed uh, to put herself in front of espiona in the run so what I love about it is that every time I've seen her this prep, I think she's got better, if anything. That's a, a scary little marker there for her rivals today. Six, Espiona, no knock whatsoever on her talent. Uh, I think she is a machine. and There's every chance that she comes out and makes a, a statement or two early in her campaign here as she marches towards big spring goals. Where do you go to after there? Well, I've gone the way of Star Tonte. She's a last start group one winner, and she wasn't all that far away from the likes of Espiona as a three-year-old filly. And Palayapan, uh, that same star, Tonte's form line from last start, drags her into the chances as far as being a, an each-way hope. 10-6, 1-4.
Numbers for Darren in race number nine here. Ten Shades of Rose, six Espiona, one star Tontes, and number nine, It's Me. Ten, six, one, and nine for Darren in race nine. Tenth and final race of the day here, the Rose Hill Bowling Club handicap finishing off with a benchmark 78, 1500 metres. Yeah, we've got Outlandos here, Amy McLucas. She rides number one in race one and number one in race ten. It'll be interesting to see how she passes the time during the day. Uh, it's an $81 chance, Outlandos. We've got Mana Nui, a $7 chance. So Mudgee is a $15 chance. And Mudgee in the news, of course, uh, the Oriental Hotel have drawn Commando Hunt to race for them in the Kosciuszko. So well done to Desi Kennedy and the team there. Uh, Omudgee at... $15. Equation is out, $0.07 cents a win and $0.08 cents a place. Tampering is a $26 chance. Canasta, an $8 pop. Main stage at $81. Too Big Fari, it's going to Dubbo. Scratched, no deduction. Yukon is at $9.50. Tamerlane is a $10 chance. AC Express, out $0.02 cents a win and nothing the place. El Rocco, out, no deduction. Highballer, out $0.01 cent a win, nothing the place. Pretty Amazing, out $0.02 cents a win and $0.02 cents a place. Grassilli Stock Tyler is a $6 chance. Waterford, with the earmuffs pre-race, our favourite at $2.30. Arnold, it'll be racing next week, $0.23 cents a win and $0.15 cents a place. Mahagoni, to save me the worry, is out $0.02 cents a win and $0.04 cents a place. And Manzois runs earlier, out $0.01 cent a win and nothing the place. Well, with all the scratchings, we're left with Waterford, miles and miles and miles ahead of the rest of them here. Uh, 2.40 into 2.30 already today. Second pick a long way away is Grassilli Styler, who's 550 out to six. Third pick would be Omudgee, and fourth pick would be its stablemate in Canasta. The map in the last, Brad. Yeah, scratchings have robbed us of a little bit of interest in this race and a bit of speed as well. So you've lost Equation, probably to a, a lesser extent as far as the speed picture goes, but High Baller was going to make himself busy early. AC Express, the same can be said. So that leaves us with Canasta getting. Uh, Favours in front, we do know he likes to roll along that said, and Yukon not far away. Then maybe main stage can be a little bit closer, second up, Mana Nui, Grassler Styler and, and Tampering, probably the next in lined up. Yeah, well, what, what happened to this race? Um, it looks so intriguing. It's fallen into the the hands of Waterford here, um, you know, with this, all these scratchings, smaller field, what he did the other day. We we're, were licking our lips and wondering, well, earlier in the week when these horses you had Waterford against Arnold, two horses with a big star next to their uh, name with Upside, then you had the other stable mates, oh, what's Chris doing here? Ozapenko and Conqueror together uh, but obviously they've split them up, they'll clash later, we're going to uh, have to wait for those clashes later on uh, look, Waterford he was very good the other day. He was very good. He, he, he's hard enough to beat here. Two thirties about his price. Grassilli Styler. Well, he's uh, well. He's ready now. He's third up. Nothing wrong with his two runs back. Tamerlane was excellent in a race that's been frank the other day at uh, uh, at Mooney Valley. And Malanui interests me a, a little bit as a gelding. Step straight up in distance here and might just do something from that inside draw today. 16, 15, 10 and 2. 16, 15, 3 and 2. I'd probably be a lot more confident about the chances of Waterford in a full field, to be honest. Uh, with the speed on, find his rhythm and just prove too sharp at the finish. That said, he's got enough talent to overcome that uh, and he should be winning, as the market does suggest. Follow him as he marches through the grades. 15, Grassel Styler has two and a half lengths to turn around on the stalemate Waterford from last start, which probably seems unlikely, but... He was three deep the trip, and I thought he did a really good job to finish as close as he did. Three, Omaji, 
brings that Arnold form, uh, who we don't get to see Arnold today, but I think there's no doubt in the world that'll measure up. And he's a capable horse on his day. And two, Mana Nui, nobody missed his sneaky little run there. First up, uh, hitting the line, he looks well set up. Second up, 1,500 metres. 16, 15, 3 and 2. Race 10, Darren's numbers. Uh, Darren Flindell is with number 15, Grassilli Styler to beat. 16, Waterford, 3 Omaji, 10, Tamerlane, 15, 16, 3 and 10. Let's look at the 10 races. Ronnie, we better let you get to Rose Hill Gardens. What are you keenest on today? Uh, two good things. Hammer on race four, number five, and race eight, number four, Mr. Mozart. Hammer on into Mr. Mozart. Enjoy the day, Ronnie. Some good horses out and about. Thanks, Rich. Okay, Ron Duffercy and Brad Gray. It's uh, Yeah, if you can recap your best in value for a terrific day at Rose Hill, please. Yep, same best bet for me, race four, number five, Hammer On, although I see he's now even money, so the punters haven't missed him there. And the best value comes up for me in race five, number eight, Tri-State. I think on speed, second up, uh, he's going to give some cheek. Good on you, Brad. See you during the week. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Brad Gray and uh, Munns, if you're still there, ticks over nine o'clock now. We'll see what punters really want to do about this meeting. Yeah, and Jockey's Challenge, James McDonald, the 340 favourite over Tommy Berry at 360. Huey Bowman's at 440. Willie Pikes at 6. Any other jockey at 10. Jason Collett, 15. Brenton Abdullah, 19. And Dylan Gibbons, a $19 chance as well. And interesting to uh, see Brad uh, just uh, picking away at some of those uh, price fluctuations. Yeah, into $2 now. Hammer on. And the other one, oh, well, here they come. They're on Fireburn, Tamerlane, In Secret, Mr. Mozart. Uh, yeah, so uh, starts to get a little bit warm. Even Dan Zadell, King of the Highways. Terry Robinson in the first $15 into $12. With Dan Zadell on the back up from last Saturday. Oh, and there's a little bit of money for your horse, Richard. Cascadian, customer 500 at the five, $5 Cascadian. He was $6.50 earlier this morning. He's now a $5 chance. Anyone likes the Jardin there, early bets? Uh, so Jardin, what race is that? It's race seven, isn't it? Race oh. seven. Uh, give us a look there, Richard. Race seven. They might, they might just wait and see what happens, I suppose. No, nah, still at $8.50. I, I think he's probably track pattern more than anything yeah. else, which yeah. is a similar story that you'll find with Shades of Rose and uh, uh, Espiona. I think track pattern is going to determine that market there. Good on you, Munns. Speak during the week. And good luck with the... Um, the behind the gates multi, Richard. I've had a look at it, and uh, eh, good to see uh, the boys have got a little bit wider this week rather than just tipping even money chances. I I agree. I I tend to try and go wide as you do in the punters panel multi, and we wish you all the best of luck Although, as well, months. I did tip a favourite last week, Richard, <laughs> but it did look a good thing. Don't tell anyone. Good on you, mate. Thank you. <laughs> see you, mate. Glenn Munsey, three minutes past nine. A break here on Racing HQ Saturday. On the other side, we have the Maccabi Stakes Day form Flemington. On a soft seven, Dean Lester and Mark Hunter a break, then back with the Melbourne form.